0: We are uh, talking Kobe King and the Badgers, the article in the State Journal. which says, uh, King quit because of the negativity uh, surrounding Greg Gard and the fact that he felt like he was just there being used to get to wins. Win. Um, <laughs> That's okay. why you're there. doesn't make sense to me. That's but why you're there. I understand I'm from a different era. I'm trying to look at this. What do you mean? Objectively. Somebody help me out, please. 608-321-1670. Go ahead, Bob.
1: Hey, all I was going to say was that it's completely you should not understand. The gentleman's on scholarship for a reason, and the reason is to help them win, to get national exposure, to get free stuff, and to up his game for maybe an opportunity to go play at the next level. But just to change moves one time, Joe, I know you coach youth football. I'll tell you when you could tell it changed. Is I coach my sons lacrosse teams, basketball teams, football teams, And one of the first years, one of the kids, I reached over, and he was like eight or something, and, you know, they're not paying attention. And I took my finger and I grabbed his face mask. I didn't pull him towards me. I didn't scream and spit in his face. I just moved his head so that he would pay attention to what I was saying. And after the practice, one of the coaches came up and gave me a stern talking to that that does not happen in our program.
2: What, to make them pay attention to the sport they're playing? Correct. Oh, my God.
1: All I did was hook my finger on his face mask. And I know you guys played youth sports. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what, when I was a kid, I had a coach grab me by the face mask, jerk me about six feet, and spit in my face as you was yelling at me.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, I
0: can't even
1: tell. Like, like, Bob, I get, I, Bob I, I, I
2: get it. Like In this in this day and age, like, you got to be a little more uh, sensitive, I guess. It's a little, little softer around the edges, I guess. But we're playing competitive sports. And this is a D1 program where you brought in to do one thing win
1: right so him saying that is just such a bad look and i cannot imagine another program in the united states that will read this and look at what he did and think hey this is a big time baller and we want him on our team
0: yeah oh, uh, that, man, i, I bob, thought man. the same thing thanks, thanks for the bob. Call, bob thanks for hanging in there bob, too my only uh, comment to that bob is uh, that's what i would think um but and i'm not going to name names or he didn't but you know our guy Amon Green you know this is big time division 1 college basketball Amon says he's seen it and he still sees it when he's around the packers in the packers locker room these are professionals some of them making millions of dollars and they can't deal with it if they get yelled at these are grown men making seven figure salaries who are playing at the most elite level and Aman will say, dude, there are some guys that when I played or that I still see, if you get in their face, they'll wilt. Like, I, yeah, I don't understand that lie. I don't understand that mentality. I was raised and coached on the fire and brimstone, grab your face mask, slap you on the ass kind of stuff. And yeah. I I just am trying to understand like, a world we live in where that no longer exists. If you're exists. a professional
2: athlete... If you're professional, like what Aman was talking about, I don't understand how you got to that level by being like that, by by wilting under pressure and wilting for someone questioning your desire to win. You know, I don't know how you understand. I don't understand you get to a professional level if you wilt. I. But how do you get to this level? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just, another thing. That's that, what I'm saying. I'm like trying to understand. To
0: it doesn't make sense to me, but it has like, to. I get
2: it that certain guys are motivated in different ways. But when you say you felt like you were a servant and you only you only felt like you were being used to win, that is why you're there. That is why you got a scholarship. That is why you compete, is for one purpose, to win.
0: All right, 608-321-1670. Dave, welcome to the Joan Ebo Show.
3: Yeah, unfortunately, gentlemen, this has been going on for a very long time. Um, I remember when my boys played uh, youth soccer. And uh, I didn't coach those games because I have 0. 0.0 interest in soccer. Uh, <laughs> but I remember, you know, the coaches that were coaching soccer. And I just figured it was different because it was, you know, soccer. But it's like, you know, we don't win. You know, there's no winners. There's no losers. You uh, know, we don't keep score, oh that boy. kind of crap. I can tell you, I came to the car after every game. And I'm, so, what was the score? And my kid knew exactly what the score was. That's good. Yeah. Well, good for him. Right. So when uh, later on, uh, my kid played youth football. And uh, I coached with a couple other guys. And, you know, we weren't like fiery guys. We didn't really yell. Uh, But when kids got out of line and were, you know, grab assing and not listening to us, we would make them run. Yeah. Hey, you guys are going to go run down to that uh, tree down there and you're going to come back. And then if it happened again, you're going to run down to that tree. You know, we had a practice once where these kids just were not paying attention. And we ran them quite a bit. The very next practice, we came to the uh, the administrator of of the program came to us, and uh, we had to have a sit down. A parent a parent called and or complained that uh, their kid ran too much. Oh my god! Oh boy! So, I mean, unfortunately, this well, this is what this my point is. I guess this is what we're raising now. Yeah. And, so, that's so what I'm saying, I, Dave. I, I can't a, get... Can
0: we, I
2: can't even do, can, can we even do two-a-day practices? We
0: get, can we get mad at this article? I mean, we're going to sit here and say, Kobe King, what a wussy, oh my God. But Or is he just speaking, like, What is he speaking for a generation right oh, now, are Dave? We, are we the I ones really, out of touch? I really believe he's speaking for now an entire
3: generation where I, I believe there are still kids that don't care if they, you know, they, they probably expect to get, uh, you know, I guess the word would be disciplined or well yelled at.
2: I would say motivated. Uh, I mean, when do you
3: ever see? When do you ever see guard yell?
2: Well, that's the thing, man. You know, that's the thing. The that...
3: practice is totally different behind closed doors. So, I mean, he might be a you know the biggest screamer since Bobby Knight. We don't know this, but I mean, still, I I, it... I, I don't like this direction, man. Because I, yeah, like the previous caller said, dude, you've earned a scholarship to a Division One program. The only thing that you're there for is a hopefully. Well, hopefully to graduate and get an education, but you know, most importantly, I would say on the you know on the uh, in the arena is to win games.
2: Yeah, it's the soul. You win like that's why you're there to win.
4: If yeah.
3: you didn't want to win, go to well, No, that's a bad. <laughs> yeah, <right now. laughs> and
2: years past that could work.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. And you know, like I, I guess I like to see. I like the, I like the fact that Greg, uh you know, in his at least in his public comments. You know, I wish him well. Yeah. I'll do anything I can to help him. I mean, you know, that's great. Uh, because, I mean, really, the way Kobe describes it, if he was as big of a tool as Kobe thinks he is, he would have said something really, really right. bad at that press conference.
2: Yeah, he said he said it was his freshman year, his true freshman year, he started to question playing under Great Guard. Well, you're here for three years. Probably and you're the,
4: transferred then, dude. And you're the yeah. only
2: one that's saying this right now. I know maybe there's more closed-lipped over there if it truly is happening, but he's the only one, you know?
0: Well,
3: well, well, I guess I guess time will tell that.
0: Th- yeah, thanks for the call, Dave. I uh, appreciate the story and the, uh, the, in- the, the perspective on it. 608 well, 321 I got one more comment quick before we right.
2: get to that. Uh, Kobe King was talking about, he goes, I just talked to him about the way we were talked to as a team, King said, declining to go into specifics. He, and he said, I've been coached um, for Lacrosse Central, the AAU circuit saying, for me, I always felt like my other coaches, the care was deeper than just basketball. So he's saying they cared more than just basketball while guard just focused on basketball.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, and my look, mind, I just can't. I can't comprehend
2: it. And what person. Bob said, we can't comprehend it because right. it's like, but it make also, sense.
0: Look, I also look, I'm around it. And I, look, some of these guys, look, I coach, you're right. I, I can't. I, if I grabbed a face mask of a kid I coach on the football team, oh my God.
5: Yeah, but here's why it's a cop out from Kobe King here. He, when he was younger in his underclassmen days at high school, who was recruiting him? Bo Ryan, right? Yeah. And Greg Gard. Who yells more? Bo. He wanted to play for Bo Ryan, but obviously he retired. Who yells oh, more, Bo, Bo Ryan or Greg as, about his
0: in-the-face kind of coaches And you if get. you want to
2: talk, it was a system, too, because a lot of people say a system, even though Kobe King says it's not. The system's been in place in Wisconsin for like 20 years. He knew exactly what the system was. Well, I don't think
0: it is. I think that, yeah. I mean, I think the system, as far as system of play, which is what we thought, right? This is the Tyler Hero tweet. That you're never going to get the superstar players because of the system. It's not the system of play. According to Kobe King, it's the system of how you're treated. So the swing offense or slow or it's not up-temple. That's, that's not... why I
2: don't believe Hero either. Sorry to interrupt. I don't believe Hero either because he knew what the system. Hero was talking well, about the, 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 system, the system of yeah. the, the game. He, he committed He knew here. what it was. Right. We've known what it was for 20 years. Well,
0: I think, but that's my point. I think this article is saying this, that that's BS. So to say that Wisconsin can't win or win with big players because of the system is BS. Now the question is... If 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 Greg guards this rough and tough and gruff guy and prickly pear, do these kids have to grow a pear? Or as bad as it may sound to us, as all you know, dudes have been through it. We have to adjust to a different generation. You have to adjust to a different style of coaching. I'm going to take a wild guess that Dave from Anona is not going to support the Kobe <laughs> King stance. Go ahead, Dave.
6: <laughs> oh, hey uh memo to all those idiots who called yesterday and ripped i guess the troll from monona was right again he was a quitter he pouted a little three-year-old baby so to tom oates which you'll hear this morning you are a wussy for retweeting my treat and calling me a, a troll joe miller called me a troll that and was an way,
0: affectionate term dave i
6: know and by the way chad you're a lawyer you might want to know your facts. I think you're part of the Democratic Party. <laughs> Greg Gard has recruited five four-star recruits that are on a, currently on the team. It has a bunch of them coming in. So before you call and start sounding like Matlock or Perry Mason, you might want to know what the hell you're talking about. But anyway, I got the prop bet, the number one lock prop bet of the year. Yeah, what is it, Dave? Bet the house. It's the Joker has eleven Emmy, uh, Grammy, number oh, what was it? Oscar nominations. Yeah. So the prop bet is who's going to have more Grammys or touchdowns? Pat Mahomes or the Joker?
0: Ooh, oh, bet. that is a good prop a good bet. One. I'm going to ask Raphael, and you can bet on the Oscars as well. That's yep. a hell of a prop bet.
6: And the and the lock of the year is obviously the um, Joker is going to have more Grammys than Pat Mahomes touchdowns.
2: That's not a bad Dave. Mm, by I, don't way, I don't know though.
6: Hey, by the way, when you win that, maybe you can pay off you can pay off Evo and Nelson. <laughs> oh, I gave I, I gave Evo.
0: I, yeah, made I got a pay, I, I made a payment this week, Dave.
6: Anyway, the bottom line is I, I, if, if, I, I told people yesterday he was a quitter and all these people ripped me and tried to tell these fans and these people calling in, and well, oh, you can't pick – he's a kid. No, these are men being paid to play basketball. And now, can you imagine the teammates, the next team he goes to and he sees that, and to all those players except Brad Davidson, who's my new hero now because he threw him under the bus <laughs> – I'm pulling for Greg Guard tomorrow. to win, but I hope one of those players falls flat on their ass. But Greg Gard, I'm pulling for him now.
0: Well, Thanks, thank you, Dave. I uh, I will make sure to. That's actually a pretty good bet. Um, a pro, better m- prop bet: touchdown more, passes or Oscars. More um, Oscars Holmes or, or Grant, uh, uh, The Joker. I like that. There's also
2: a prop bet. It's uh, what what lasts long or will uh, Demi Lovato's <laughs> national anthem be longer or shorter than a touchdown drive? Like it was. Like, oh. Yeah. I can't there's wait. Cool I cannot
0: one. wait for 8:40. Uh, our uh, our handicapper. He does, This is what he's paid to do. He's one of the the top Vegas line setter guys. So he's going to join us at 8:40. Give us all the best and wacky uh, prop bets coming up at 8:40. All right, six zero eight 608 608-321-1670. Mitch in Madison. Hey, Mitch. Welcome to the Joe Evo Show.
7: <laughs> hey fellas. Um, in terms of the Kobe King thing, I think there's a little bit of uh, uh, truth to each part of what you guys are saying, Ebo. I think you hit it. Uh, on the head in terms of uh, what you know how do you get to that point without having to deal with uh, some adversity yeah. you know from coaching but i mean if you look at i don't know if you guys watched any of the top one hundred nfl players of all time or you know the round tables sure. and stuff and if, if you're the best of the best um... let's go to a different kobe kobe bryant yeah. if you're the best of the best you talk about the coaches that pushed you the most at almost every single player, when they were talking about who, who helped them get to where they're at, it's the coaches that pushed them, the coaches that yelled at them. It's their job to get out of you what you don't think you can get out of yourself. So, uh, agree with guards' coaching style or not, if he was a yeller, that's what makes a lot of players great. Uh, the the whole oh youth football, youth soccer, whatever, that's why none of those players amount to anything, to be quite honest, because... They aren't pushed. And it takes a special type of person, and you have to have a good.
2: Uh, the motivator. You have to have good
7: people. Right. Well, and you have to have good people around you, parents or whatever, yeah. to put it into perspective to be like, yes, your coach is yelling at you, but he's doing it to push you and motivate you in the right way. And um, I do think there is, I know he walked back on the style part of it. Yeah, Mitch,
2: Mitch think- you're the one. You added me on Facebook, right, like a couple of days ago? Yes, sir. Yeah, cool. Yes, sir. I, I'm yes. honored to be a friend with you on Facebook now, but I saw you're not a fan of the swing offense, right?
7: I, I have been directly involved in that, and I know people around the program, and that has been an issue. For right or wrong, it has been an issue. And, and one thing I wanted to say about the Tyler Hero thing, don't overestimate the smartness of these kids this is a 17-, 18-year-old basketball player, it is very possible that he did not know the intricacies or the lack of intricacies in the swing offense. Um, He might have just been like, oh, you know, I want to play for Wisconsin, this and that. But then, you know, you sign, and then you do a little research, and then you're like, this is the offense? (laughs) You know, right or wrong, it might have been a sticker shock type thing to him. And once you realize that, if you're an up-and-down player, um it is it is not the offense for you that that is that is the truth um and it but you know to go back to what they were saying about uh, I just with an attitude like that I don't think Kobe King's going to make anything of himself but on the flip side of that there are going to be a ton of schools that'll still want to play with him I mean,
2: yeah. I think that's Mitch. I think that's why he walked back the the swing offense thing because he's like, I'll never question an offense that's implemented in it. I don't question that. I think that's why he did it because he wants to play again. You know.
7: Right, and somebody will sign him. I mean, uh, college students have done much worse than what he did and have gotten re-signed, so that won't be a problem.
2: Yeah. Well, thanks, Mitch. Yeah, Appreciate Thanks, it,
0: thanks Mitch. I, I mean, everything you're saying, I agree with. I just, my question is, when did it change, right? When did, you know, the idea that whether it's one kid on a team, five kids, or every kid, when did it change that the the yelling and screaming or winning at all costs mentality changed? I mean, that that's how I was raised. I couldn't imagine anything other than that. But this continues to be a topic in sports at the highest level. So my question to all of you is, when did it change? Why did it change? And I don't know that anybody thinks it's a change for the better. (laughs) So our sports director, Zach Halperin. Uh, Thanks for getting up early, Mr. H. How are you?
8: Doing great, guys.
2: The Big J, Zach Halperin.
0: Um, Wow. All I can say, Zach, is reading Jim Polzine's article, wow. Um, Do we start with the... Um, you know, Greg guard was negative. Do we start with the, I only felt like I was there to win. Do we start with the whole notion that he left? Cause he didn't like the swing offense. Like what? Give me when you read that, what was the first of many, I'm sure. But what was the first thing that just jumped off at the page from you?
8: he thought of himself as a servant. You know what I mean? Like
0: yeah.
8: that, that really stands out. And I mean, it certainly has, um, uh, some bad historical connotation, but like the, uh, it, I mean, I, that's not the feeling that I've ever gotten from great guard. And that's not the ever, that's certainly not the feeling I've ever gotten from Wisconsin basketball. So for him to, to for him to feel that way, something, something significantly um, at issue, there's, there's a huge issue there, whether it's the the key is, is it just with him or is it with other guys as well? Did they feel that same way? Now he said they did, but I don't, I haven't heard anybody else say that. So, that 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 one stands out.
2: Well, I, I got to feel like Brad Davison feels the complete opposite of Kobe King after hearing his comments after that Iowa game, wouldn't you think?
8: Yes, of course, but like and that to me that's uh that's different a different mentality, right? Brad plays a certain way, Brad thinks a certain sure. way. It's all it's all about winning. It it is all about winning and he whatever it takes. If if Greg Guard's going to yell at him, uh he's going to talk to him in a certain way, that's just that's sports right i think yeah. we all grew up that way i mean i know that kids are different these days i totally get that like everyone you know the coach that yells at you and berates you and all that type of stuff not necessarily the same way it was back in back when we were playing sports um so but you know brad i think would have no problem with a coach that would do that kobe apparently does
0: well put it put it in context, Zach, visiting with Zach Halpern, and Sports Director, you know, the other, you know, comparable coaches, right? I mean, where does the where does Guard and his, you know, demeanor equate to to Paul Christ? Or where did it equate to his his predecessor in, in Bo Ryan? Like you don't think of Guard as this fiery guy, but as many callers have called it and said today, we only see the press conferences and the games. We don't see the practices, the interactions, you know, on on off days. Like where does Greg Gard fit in on that? In your take? Well, you know what? It's interesting uh, you, you say that because I asked Brian
8: Butch about that on a roundtable that'll be playing tonight. Yeah. But, and you always have an opportunity to ask him when he comes up in a couple of hours. But um, I guess I'll spoil it for you. He <laughs> he said that you know Greg is a fiery guy in practice. He's totally he's a fiery guy. Like in meetings, he'll speak up. But the thing is, he goes. Nothing compares to Bo Ryan. Like, he's not on Bo Ryan's level. He said, uh, he, he can't, he couldn't, I can't obviously say the word that he called him, but, uh, there was a word that he thought is, he, he thought, he, Bo Ryan called him a name, um, that, uh, his entire freshman year, he actually thought it was his name. He called him so much. Um, I'm you know, very that curious. there was a, uh, he Just was. Just text named, it to uh, me later.
2: Uh,
8: uh yes. Um, <laughs> It's, Will it endanger to, our I'm FCC a, license? I'm trying to think of a PC way of saying it. Um, Flatio, uh, that's thats what he was. Uh, he was a doing that to other – yeah. Uh, ah, okay. ah, I, I think, ah, I, I, think ah, I, I get it. So how did – is it just – yeah. Either way, so what I'm saying is that was Bill Ryan. Like, Bo Ryan, there's no way that Kobe K can play for Bo Ryan. Like, if if he's chafing under the eye of what Greg Gard does, there's not a chance in hell he could play for Bo Ryan.
2: Hey, well, I mean, Zach. Kobe King said he felt like a servant, and he was just here to win games. If you're in a D one program, or if you play competitive sports, what is your end main goal? Isn't it to win games?
8: It is, but we all know that that's not all that happens, right? I mean, there's
2: there are yeah, but that's what that's, that's what drives with, the bus. That's what makes the with, money with, come with, in. Of
8: course, but with eighteen to twenty-two year olds, eighteen to twenty-three year olds, they all have emotions. You have to manage those emotions and. Um, they would they would go to the ends of the earth to to help those players through anything. That's that that was Greg Guard's comment. And apparently Kobe King didn't feel that. But I will say this: I you know the the other aspect of this is how he told the team that I think is is really indicative of the age that we live in. That he did not go to them personally. He did not come to the entire team and speak in front of the entire entire team. He sent a group message oh my. that they all got the same exact time on Saturday. That to me is very, very weak, and I, I can't, I, I don't get that. That, that would bother the heck out of me, and I can understand why Greg Gard and everybody else would be very upset about it. Um, that, that, that is very, um, I mean, that's, that's very typical of the age, but that's, it's, it's wrong. Well, if, you, but- if you're going, if you're going to leave a program, if you're going to walk away from your players in the middle of a season with 10 games to go, you better be doing it to their face, man. You could not give them a tech, group text message that, ah, sorry, yeah. right, I'm out.
0: I think it's ridiculous, Zach. I grew up, as you said, look, I, I can't even tell you the things that my dad, who was my coach and my college coach, would say and do to me. I mean, it's uh, hopefully the statute of limitations would have passed, but I, I didn't mind it. And in fact, you know, if anything, I wish I could coach my kids that I coach like that, but I know I can't. That being said, you, you know, coach Nelson um, like that. there, thanks. That being said, I mean, does Greg Gard own some of the responsibility of even though we all think this is ridiculous, or most of us do, you still have to look, you, you recur to the kid. This is what you signed up for. If he needed a special type of coaching, if he needed more one on one personal relationship stuff and he didn't give it to him, as crazy as I think that is is that still a somewhat fall on the coach to say, well, then you failed by not providing the kid what he needed? Well, and apparently they
8: they had multiple meetings, and Kobe didn't think that anything had changed after those meetings. Like, that—that that is what – so if – is that on guard? If, if that is accurate? If uh, – you know, and Greg didn't say it was. I mean, he, he said he didn't really uh, re- truly respond to that. But, yes, of course, a, guy's, a guy that you had in your program for two and a half years – is leaving, and he's leaving because he took issue with the way you coached him. So of course you have to take some type of responsibility for that. You, if if it's true that he will bend over backwards to make whatever you know work, you know, then you have to do that. We don't. I mean, we don't know exactly what he did, you know, in terms of trying to to be better and uh, placate Kobe in the ways that he wanted to be, you know, taken care of. Sure. But he has to own that. But to me, um it's also Kobe knowing exactly who this program what this program was and who Greg Gard was and every the history of this. He grew up in the state. He knew exactly what he was getting into, and two and a half years coming into that he could you know two and a half years later he says nah that's that's not what I want anymore well, Zach, but, in that press conference uh,
2: yesterday, you know, Greg Gard was talking about and and you were there. Do you think it's going to affect the locker room moving forward? Is this something like, you know, that Purdue game? I think was the breaking point for Kobe King because it said he was like, you know, crying at halftime and yada yada yada. Is this something that will affect the whole team?
8: Regard said that uh, it was. There is a united as a bunch as you could hope at this point, right? I mean, they're they're united and ready to fight. And he talked about the fight that they showed on. Monday night against Iowa, and he said he can go to battle with those guys, and I think they will. Now, there are certainly, we saw on social media, players coming out and saying how much they support Kobe and him moving forward. Like Demetrius Trice, you know, put something out. Dave Reavers put something out. Uh, Trevor Anderson put something did out. Davison? Like all those guys. Brad, I did not say anything for Brad Davidson, no. Um, but, so they, I think they have Kobe's back, but they also are playing division one college basketball and it can't just simply be, uh, you, you can't every time something goes wrong, you can't just curl up and, and go into a, uh, cocoon and, and just hope it goes away. They're going to have to come out and fight on, on, uh, Saturday. And I think they are, I think this is an opportunity to refocus clearly an opportunity to refocus and go hard against Michigan state. I, I don't think the locker room has been great. And I think it's just been the Kobe situation. It has not been uh, a normal year, obviously starting back with the Howard core, um, uh, tragedy it 's just been one it feels like it 's just been one thing after another obviously that is at a different level than these but i i I do think the team is uh is still together i don 't think it 's been lost in that respect, but i guess we'll we 'll see come Saturday what kind of fight they have.
0: Uh, final thought, Zach uh, Heilpern, our sports director. Do you think this did, now that there's the response from King, does it end? Does it linger? Is there then a response to the response? I mean, what do you think the UW does with this? Do they touch it or just say we we got to move on?
8: I think they want to, they're going to move on. I don't I don't anticipate any kind of rebuttal. Uh, you know, obviously Jim Bolzing talked to Kobe and then talked to Greg. So I mean, we've had both sides of it. I don't think there's anything going to be uh, anything further from this. But but this has not been a good week for Wisconsin basketball, and, and so I'm thinking everybody, not just locally, but probably nationally, is going to see how Wisconsin handles this, see how uh, Greg Gard handles this, and and it'll go a long way to determining his future here at, at the at Wisconsin. I mean, because this is this is an abnormal situation. And it's a situation that apparently he had a lot to do with, and now he has to figure this out. I think the greatest thing, or the best thing for, for Wisconsin, the best thing for Great Guard is the fact that the other recruits that are already signed and the ones that are coming in in 2021 that are, have committed don't seem to be wavering whatsoever. And uh, that bodes well for the
0: future. Big hey, win
2: I'll, coming on Saturday. You heard it here. Big yeah. win on Saturday for Bucky. I'll, I'll leave you with this,
0: Zach. Great listener of the show. JD and MSN just tweets at Zone Madison says, we as listeners are thankful for the Zach Heilprin. Yep. So Ooh, you got that going buddy. for you. Big J.
2: All
0: right. Now go, Thank you, Go on serious. Get go on serious. Get be out a out superstar. Hey.
2: And s- swear on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can swear on serious, Zach. Zach's not exactly much of a swear. Uh, all right, we'll, uh, Catch we'll you back. You want to weigh in on that, your reaction. We'll take your phone calls. The Kobe King bombshell uh, interview yesterday. You guys were just talking about
7: uh, you know sports when we were kids. Dude, when I was playing baseball when I was a kid... They were screaming at us like it was Game 7 of the World Series. I mean, there's stuff I can't even say on the radio, dude. And we're like eight years old, and we're both we're all looking at each other with our big league Jew and our right. bubble tape in our pockets going, what the bleep is this a-hole talking about? It's like, sorry, your life sucks, dude. and you're trying to live vicariously
2: like, through us, you turn Gator, you just brought up a suppressed memory of mine. This guy, I just remembered it. When we were in Little League Baseball, one <clears> of these little booger-eater kids on our teams, he stopped a ground ball with his foot at practice. Our coach our coach lost his mind, started screaming to the high heavens, made everyone on the team take off their shoes and we stood in the infield and he drilled liners at us as hard as he can <laughs> so we wouldn't stop it with our feet.
9: See that's just it you know these
7: people that get into coaching for the wrong reasons because they failed at life and so now that they, and then the ones I love are the ones that aren't parents but they scream at kids because they, they just feel like they need to scream at kids. Just to see what it feels like, but just it's like, see what it does. Yeah, y- y- y'all, y'all need to be third shift at quick trip with that attitude. You know what I mean? Just, just get go away. Nobody likes you. Nobody did like you. F off. And for the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network, <laughs> I'm Gator Frank.
10: See you, Gator. Well, thank
0: you, Gator. Uh, well said. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want you to lose your job, but you know, but so I, I, also
2: like Fireball. Yeah,
0: I, I, those little Fireball. Air, here's the thing, Gator. Those little airplane bottles, they sell them everywhere now.
2: Name a convenience store,
0: right? Have you gone into a convenience store, Ebo, where you haven't seen somebody selling the dollar, you know, little airplane shot of fireball? I've
2: seen a line of people waiting for the to buy those dollar airplane yeah. shots. I mean, Gator. Let's be honest, at Woodman's, you
0: can put it right in your pocket. No one's, no one, no one's. Fr- I ain't frisking you. Tell you that much. Might slap you on the ass, but that's but that's, that's again, that's man love. Uh, Mike, welcome to the Joe Ebo show.
9: Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I, I'm going to come there. I'm going to br- I'm bringing. I'm going to bring uh, beer and Cheerios. Is that all right?
0: Sure. Done. Whatever. Whatever. Anything. As long as it's a dish to pass, Mike. Do you're I right. have to eat the Cheerios with the beer? Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Just whatever. Sure. Thing. I've done
9: just worse. Like Revenge, just like Revenge of the Nerds, you know. A- <laughs>
2: Mike, I have yet to find a food I don't like or a combination I don't like. So I um, guys, I'll tell
9: you what. I when I played uh, uh, it was it was high school. It was well, they call it peewee football, but it really was. It was uh, when I was in uh, seventh and eighth grade. Uh, me and my buddy would go right after school, and the practice started like and we had about forty-five minutes after school. And we go to his house, and this is not, and this is no kidding. We would have, he would have chocolate milk in the fridge, and 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 we would eat chocolate milk with Captain Crunch. You yeah. talk about yeah. sugar, I mean, a sugar high, a yeah. sugar high, so we could go out uh, and just have all this energy. It was crazy. I mean you talk about my uh, Is that where ADD is
2: that where ADD started?
0: <laughs> I, I, I think so. Mike, uh, you're <laughs> like the coronavirus. Yeah. You're patient zero. Okay, you're, you're patient zero for ADD. <laughs> That's right. You got that right. Hey, I, Mike.
2: Mike, real quick. I know you like your conspiracy theories. you see the one floating around that Bill Gates uh, started the coronavirus and he's got the cure? He's going to sell it all.
9: I actually did. I have yep. a couple oh, of yeah. emails on it, guys. I want to. I want to share. Uh, well, I would say something. I. I don't want to say it because if it's true, it's it's horrible. But uh, I'm not going to say it, guys, because it's just not proper. What?
2: Um, email me then, please. I'm very intrigued. Hmm.
0: Yeah. It. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's, um, like, a, that's ebo, like
2: a ebo at wisconsinsportszone dot com. Mike, I'm very that, intrigued. What
0: you did there was like a strip club. It's just a big tease, man. You look, but you can't yeah, touch. Email so me yeah, for, for the love you know, of God. You know, it's out of respect for the man, and I.
9: And
2: oh, okay. I can't email do me. Email
0: thing. me. It's a Kobe Bryant. What are you saying? Somebody killed Kobe?
2: No, no. Ebo at wisconsinsportszone uh, no,
9: Well, I now, now that you
2: asked the question, I didn't say that I
9: believed that. I'm saying that they said that it was Illuminati sacrifice at the helicopter pilot. It's a craziness, guys. It's yeah, crazy. email me to uh,
2: me,
0: Mike. I know well, you too well. But, Come on, bro.
2: Mike, I knew where you, you had my constantly. curiosity, but now you have my attention. Just email yeah, it to me.
9: It's crazy, guys. I'll email it to you. But I have a quick – I got a quick comment on the game. Uh, and, and this is where the – let me ask you guys a question. Where do you think the team of the Packers is? If we, we evaluate this game and we see these two teams playing in the Super Bowl, I, I don't think the Packers are that far away – What's so special about the Chiefs? They don't. They have an average defense, okay? I think the Packers' defense is as good, if not better, than the Chiefs' defense. Now, let's go to the quarterback position. Okay, Patrick Mahomes is having a magical year, but still, when it comes down to experience, you got to go with Rodgers. So, what's the difference? I mean, we have a really good running back, so this is where I'm going to go with this. Is it the fact that we really don't know what we have in a head coach yet because of the fact that He's kind of, uh, you know, I think Matt LaFleur, I'm not taking anything away from him, but kind of like McCarthy, rode in the coattails. Uh, he did make decisions, though, that were much better. He ran the ball. We saw where that got this team. McCarthy refused to run the ball. So are we going to see really where we're at with this team uh, going forward? I'm watching this game, it just makes me sick to think that if San Francisco gets blown out by the Chiefs, just going to make me feel that much worse about it. Oh, totally,
0: Mike. Uh, Yeah, email us the conspiracy. I'll tell you right now, Mike, you're not that far off between Green Bay and Kansas City. You know what it is? It's not Green Bay today. It's Green Bay five, six, seven years ago. What were the Packers, Ebo five, six, seven years ago? They were an average team who had the best player in the game, who could play out of his mind, and when you surrounded him with anything good— they became great. That's I, I, you're right, Mike. I think, right, Mike. Okay I, think on one, I think the Chiefs aren't that great. I think the defense is average. I think I mean Tyree Kill. Okay, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he's one of the best tight ends. The running backs are pedestrian. Lines pedestrian. They have right now, Mike, the best player in the game, which is Patrick Mahomes, and a little bit above average roster. What did Green Bay have? Ebo in 2014, 15, 16, and 17. They had an average, slightly above average roster. And the best player in the game, and the difference was, Mahomes has now gotten to a Super Bowl. Rodgers fell short in two NFC Championship games, 2014 and 2017. Where are you going to say no?
5: Oh, I was just going to say, uh, I will. I'll go even one further. Aaron Rodgers was better the last, you know, 2012 to 2018 than I think Patrick Mahomes has been. Patrick Mahomes has Travis Kelsey. He has Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Once Jordy Nelson and all those guys left, Aaron Rodgers was doing it by himself.
0: Yeah. that 2017, I, I think we underrate the great. The 2017 NFC Championship game it was all Rodgers to me is one of the greatest.
2: And coaching for McCarthy,
0: <laughs> right? That that was a four and twelve team. That that was a four. That team was four and six. When Aaron Rodgers said, I think we can run the table. Truly that was a Aaron terrible Rogers, team.
5: Aaron Rodgers' peak is higher than any other quarterback's peak so far in his career.
0: That's an interesting take, Nelson. I mean, what Russell Wilson did this year is close. Or is Aaron,
2: if Aaron Rodgers never wins the Super Bowl, is he just Phillip Rivers?
0: Well, other than he does I have mean, the one. That's, that's but a besides, big but I, mean, I mean, Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers is a family man, but, yeah. you know. Oh, stop it. <laughs> you know, we had RJ in here. Uh, we had Zach Halpert in here. We have Brian Butch coming up. I, at some point, you know, it's just like, play a game. And just get it over with like this has been the craziest three days because this now Greg Gard will say that he knew on Saturday, but we didn't. Right. We didn't hear until like Tuesday afternoon that Kobe King wasn't in Iowa. And then it's like, okay, that's weird. And then like we said this to Zach, like how quickly this all unfolded. I mean, you think about this. We didn't find out till like about three o'clock on Tuesday that Kobe King wasn't there. And by, you know, noon on Thursday, he's dropping an Instagram post saying he's done. I mean, this thing literally in less than 48 hours came to a conclusion.
2: Yeah, Mon- Monday was the Iowa game. Um, on Monday, right. Yeah, so reading that article, it just sounds like, it honestly just sounds like a guy maybe lost. And in a statement that he released, too, on an Instagram page, it just sounds like he lost his passion for basketball. It could be as little as that. And then... Some people have a really hard, and um this is all speculation, but some people have a hard time with coming to grips of looking in the mirror and saying it's on me, and yep. they want to blame other people for um welcome
0: to two thousand and twenty right? society,
2: so it's someone it's always someone else's fault. It's never their problem. It's never their fault. To me, it sounded like a guy like he was in tears in the article the article says he was in tears halftime against Purdue. And he was thinking about this since he was his true freshman year. Uh About you know transferring or whatever, so and he waited three years to finally come out and be honest with himself to say that he doesn't want to play for the program anymore, but then it was well, it's actually guard's fault. guard was too whatever in practice, he expected too much of me I've, and the part that bothers me the most is he felt like a servant, he said, and that he was only there to win games. Well, I'm pretty sure when you're a division one athlete. When you're brought into a program, your main goal is to win games because why else would you have a scholarship? If you were there to pat everyone on the butt and say, good job, even though you lost, why would you be there? Don't you want a competitive people in your program who are there yeah. to win? Yeah, 100%. So, like, what are we talking about here? Like, it's expected of you. Miller, it's be like us saying, like, oh, I felt like my boss here in the Joe and Ebo show expected me to talk. Yeah, that's a good point. We do a sports talk radio show. No, sh- no kidding. You're supposed to be talking. Well, it's sports I... talk radio. Well, you expected me to talk, and I just kind of want to sit there in silence. <clears throat> but it was. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, But uh, it was. You know, it's like you're expected to win. That's what. That's why you're here win.
0: I look at this and you're, 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 you're right on the same page. I was going to go with this, by the way, 608-321-1670, your reaction major fans. I look at this as, and look, I, I played sports in college. I was a scholarship athlete and spoiler alert. It is a job. Um, and it, you are a number and yeah, I had a good relationship with my coaches. I still do. Uh, I'm in touch with them. You know, I graduated in 1998 from college 21 years ago. I still consider them friends, but I was no different than anybody else. I had a good relationship because I worked hard. I was there five years and I busted my ass and I respected them. But I can tell you this, it I was just a number. And if I didn't make weight, or if I couldn't win my wrestle off, or if I couldn't keep my grades up, or if I was hurt, it's next guy up, man. Exactly. That's, that's just how it is. It's your it, you know, it's your job, right? Like I look at this all the time, you know, as an employee. There's a lot of people in this building. Some people I consider friends. I think I consider you guys. Yep. Even you, Nelson, I consider you a friend. <laughs> uh, some people I consider co-workers that, you know, I'm friendly with in the hallway. I would never, like, hang out with them out of, out of work. Then some people couldn't give a crap less here. Right. But that's that, that doesn't matter. That'd be like me saying, well, that guy over on Station Y doesn't like me. This is bull crap. I'm going to management to say that the guy doesn't like me. No. Who cares? It, it doesn't matter. Handle, like, yeah. It's your job to play basketball. And I get that. If there was more going on, should just Greg Gard hold responsibility that he didn't pick up on that? And as, again, I disagree with everything he said in that article, talking about Kobe King. But I also have to understand, this is my second leading scorer. This was Mr. Basketball in Wisconsin. This guy has been a big part of his program for three years.
2: Did I do enough to keep him happy? This is a guy, Kobe King is a guy that was trusted so much that Nate Reavers had the most touches and most shots in for or this year for Wisconsin basketball, and he played one more game than Kobe King. So Kobe King was the second for the whole season in scoring, yada yada yada, possessions, touches, you name it, and number one in Big Ten play. So the fact that you know guard obviously trusted in this guy because he ran his offense through him. So I don't, I don't. The whole story is so weird to me. To I want to get to me. It sounds like a guy that lost his passion and is having a hard time. Looking in the mirror over
0: it. All right, 608-321-1670, your reaction, Badger fans. To me, I'm dying, Nelson, and I know you talked about it earlier, but for folks that weren't up early, again, if you don't listen to the show with any regularity, there was something called Mount Notice. The guy who started Mount Notice was Greg Guard. So Nelson's been very hard on Greg Guard. yet I believe, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Nelson, but I believe you were kind of pro-Garda. You're pro Guard in this, aren't you? Yeah.
5: Excuse me. This makes yeah. me like Guard even more. I'm definitely pro-Guard on this. Kobe King put him in a lose-lose situation here. Like, it looks bad for Greg Gard. The optics look bad for Greg Gard, but Kobe King put him in that situation, and by all accounts, from what it looks like with versus his numbers, his playing time and everything, he doesn't really have a case. No. There's no case. They, like, to be honest, the case is upstairs in his own brain, and that's the the only place where it is a case. Yeah. I don't have much else to say about this because I'm on guard side on no, this they, one.
2: They say, and I think we had we had someone call what again, John I think called in and was talking about that there was some words exchanged, and this is all conjecture and hearsay. Right. And I, I know someone that was right. that knows someone exactly But there was some words said in that Purdue game, and that's kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back because obviously that's you know, Kobe King didn't have a good game. In the article that Jim Polzine wrote, Kobe King was like crying at halftime. Uh, over this, I mean, I
5: watched that game. If I was the coach, they stunk. I would have been livid, calling them every name in the book, too, because I was laughing on my couch just so I wouldn't scream.
2: I stopped watching at halftime because how pathetic of a Same. display it was. I mean, I tuned back in once in a while just to make sure there wasn't a comeback happening, but it was still—it was so sad. Uh, so, someone, some ass, needed to be laid into at halftime. They scored 15 points at halftime. So,
0: explain to me then, Nelson, and I—I I appreciate your take on that, and I agree with you by the way. Explain to me then the guard criticism. From you is for what, and how does what Kobe King said or did did not fit into your criticism of the state of Badger basketball?
5: Well, my biggest thing with guard is I don't think he gets – he doesn't get out of the players what Bo Ryan did, and he's been bringing in these better recruits pretty much since he got there. He was one of the guys that helped uh, Bo Ryan bring in some of these recruits. But he just – it's the player development that I just don't see like you did under Bo Ryan. You can probably count on one hand – the number of four stars that Bo Ryan really brought in. And it was towards the end of his career there. Greg Gard is bringing in four stars every time you look. And I just don't see anyone getting better. I mean, obviously we've said Kobe King is probably one that you can argue got better since he got there. Nate Reavers is probably the same thing, but they're not taking these giant steps. They're like they're baby steps. Some you can even say have regressed under him. Like, I would say Demetric Trice has. Brad Davidson, to me, hasn't gotten any better from his freshman year. That's where I disagree. That's where I...
0: Well, I will say it wasn't the biggest knock, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree, but wasn't the biggest knock on Hap and Nigel Hayes that the best years they had were their freshman years? Both of them, Hayes, Hap was Big Ten freshman of the year. Hayes was like a fringe first-round draft pick if he had yeah, come I would out. Say that, that, I by that was... far and away, Nigel Hayes and Ethan Hap's best years were their freshman years.
5: I would say for... Nigel Hayes, it was his freshman sophomore year. I believe it was his sophomore year is when they those two final four runs. Right. And then uh, for Ethan Happ, I think if you if you literally look at his numbers, the only difference <laughs> in his freshman and senior year is he just got more touches. The guy was amazing down low. Yeah, the he guy who was never... an
2: all-American his senior year didn't get better under guard.
5: He never developed any other shoes
2: <laughs> I'm not I'm just saying.
0: That's the knock that he was he was not that he got, but that's how great he was when he started, right? He was Big Ten freshman of the year. Um, he was a
5: true freshman that was redshirted that people were saying at practice was taking it to the national player of the year, Frank Kaminsky down low.
2: If you're an all-American your final year, I think you I think you progressed.
0: Well, but the comeback to, and I'm again I'm not siding with him or anyone else. I'm just saying the comeback to that is uh, what NBA team is Ethan Happ currently on?
2: Yeah, but they don't play the NBA. Well, they play college these, but basketball. But that's what these
0: kids want to be. that's what Tyler Hero's point was. Okay, right? I understand I think it's that. Ridiculous, but or, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that's the perception of – the See, that's a perfect example. Ethan Hapson, All-American. What NBA team is he playing okay, what on? What
2: happened to Stone? It's like, when you go look
0: I, at... I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that's what... You, you are on Twitter more than anybody else. You, not, you see the reaction. Do you think people say, Greg Gard can't take players to the next level, can't get them to the NBA, can't get superstar recruits? Here's another example of that. That's out there. That's like, you'd have to be like, even Dave Ramona, who's blind, who has this robot, you know, telling him what they're saying on
2: Twitter (laughs) can see that. Um, Okay, then how many did Bill Ryan get to the NBA at a high level? He was there for, what, 17 years? Yeah, I mean, not, I mean, we're, okay, not, but he we're, got, not, we're not judging how Wisconsin basketball does in winning in March Madness in the Big Ten by who goes to the well, NBA. We aren't. We're talking about college basketball. I understand that. I'm not. No, him over there. It's like we're talking about college basketball. I agree. How many people can go to the NBA? Then how many? How, what has John Calpari done? He puts a factory. But how people. many has he won? Like one time. Uh, one time. So. Right. What are we talking about here? Uh, gonna, six. I think if
5: Bo Ryan could go back and do it over, I don't think he redshirts Ethan Happ his freshman year.
2: What if your aunt had balls?
5: <laughs> she'd be a hermaphrodite? Oh, she'd, she'd be, be uncle. my uncle. I mean, I just think about that Duke game if they had more depth. <laughs> That's
0: a good point. 608-321-1670. Jeff, welcome to the Joe Ebo Show.
4: Hey, good morning.
5: What's hey, up,
0: Jeff? Jeff?
4: Hey, isn't sports kind of like life? You just got to suck it up and if you can't make it you just don't make
0: it uh, jeff but you're like me where you're old school you're a smart probably tough guy who was raised the right way i just i don't know that that mantra applies in 2020 it should i just don't know if it does anymore
4: I mean, is, is unless you're showered with money and super talent i mean so what you got to suck it up and just if somebody yells at you that's just part of life i agree but uh Yep. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that good to be.
2: And and then there's a, that. Maybe diva, he's just not as good as diva. everyone thought he was.
4: To be a diva, you can't. You know, I know Greg Gard. I went to school with him, and and he's a good guy. And mm-hmm. yeah, he, he he's probably old school. And so, Bo Ryan never yelled when he was coaching.
2: Right. <laughs> right. Well,
4: and that's how, the how, thing. How did Bo Ryan get to where he's at if he never disciplined or yelled at anybody? Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. I think it's all on him.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: But thank you, Jeff. Thanks, That's Jeff. an interesting take. Uh, appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I mean, the, it could be this, you know, Kobe King was Mr. Basketball in Wisconsin. He referenced in that article about his AU career. I'm sure since a very young age, he was probably told and treated like he was the best. I'm sure he was a superstar at his high school. He's the best basketball player in Wisconsin. And I see this all the time when I played sports and when I covered sports in college. When you're on in your high school, you're the god, you're the superstar. When you show up on campus at 18 years old to be a part of the football or basketball team, you're one of a number, and you're not the superstar anymore. And I'm not saying that's what happened here, but to Jeff's point, you 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 have to wonder if that's part of it, right? Like I was the guy. Now I'm not the guy. I'm just a guy. And this coach isn't treating me like the guy that I thought I was going to be. I'm just another guy. I'm not the guy. Yeah, some people buckle. And it didn't, and it didn't work.
2: Some people buckle.
0: Uh, 608-321-1670. Kyle, welcome to the Joe and Evo show. Hey, morning boys. What's up hey, Kyle? Kyle? Uh, th- what you just said, Joe,
10: is, is spot on. And that's kind of what I was going to hit on. You know, I, Kobe King is an amazing, amazing player. He, he honestly, I think was the best player on the team. Uh, I don't know what he's feeling inside or what happens behind the scenes, but man, it, it, it really breaks my heart to see him leave the program. And, you know, it just, I th- I think it really shows his character as not only a human being, but as a player in, in a, you know, an, an advocate for uh, Wisconsin sports. I mean, it, it really sucks. Um, you know, and, uh, on the great guard thing, the only player that I saw actually uh, progress under him was Khalil Iverson last year. He was absolutely amazing. I mean, he was so fun to watch and he's another player that I miss. I miss watching, but uh, you know, I wish Kobe King the best in the world. You know, uh, it, it, it's tough you know, I know you're you're a coach yourself, Joe. You know, with other sports and whatnot, and and I myself am too. And you know, I see this a lot in these kids. You know, when you do get on them really, really hard, they 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 buckle. Yep. And they're mm-hmm. not used to getting yelled at, and it, and it's sad because I was raised that way. You know, you you bust your ass. If you screw up, yeah, you're gonna get yelled at, and you better fix it, or you're gonna be fixed. Yep. You know, that's just the way it is. Amen, brother.
0: Thanks, thank, thank you, Kyle. Appreciate Couldn't have said it better. Yeah, and it's not – look, let me be clear. It's not being demonstrative. It's not calling you a stupid mother effort. It's not calling you worthless. It's not slapping you across the face no. if you miss a block. It's being accountable. It's saying, come on, man, wake up, pay attention. And I don't feel like doing that is crossing the line. And, I, again, I don't know what Greg Gard said or didn't say to him or I don't know what Kobe King – how bad it got at halftime of Purdue – that broke him to tears. And if Greg Gard's down there getting personal and getting really, really nasty, that's something else. But if it's just be more accountable, you know, own up to your, you know, your responsibilities, you're, we're not playing good enough. You're not playing good enough to say I'm piecing out because I can't handle that. And I don't know what, so, I don't know what, con- what, how do you combat
2: that? You know, Greg Gard, when have you ever seen him? I brought this up before I'll bring it up again. When have you ever seen Greg Gard get, so fiery and emotional that he loses his mind like an Izzo or, uh, you know, Patino. When right. have you ever seen him do that Fran on the sidelines? McCaffrey, or a Fran McCaffrey. the last game. You have never once seen Greg Gard do that during a exactly. game. Now, we're not there during practice, but I've heard so many people say Greg Gard needs to get fired up. Greg Gard, go out there and get a technical. Go out there and show some passion. I've heard so many people say that about Greg Gard that I don't I, – you've never seen him once do that. Now, you ever been in a situation – where you don't like an individual, and even if they aren't doing anything wrong, even if they just breathe, yeah. you're looking at them. You're like, you, you a hole. <laughs> like I can't believe you just yes. breathe that way. You, like it's in your head that you get so upset over someone because of how you feel towards them. It 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 makes them a villain in your head, even though they're not doing anything. Right. You've just convinced yourself that you can't stand this person so much despite them not doing anything wrong that they are the villain. I yeah. feel like that's the, the issue here.
0: That's a it's a it's a it's a great way of looking at it. And again, you know, it's like I say this all the time. It's like there's all there there's 7 billion people on the planet. Not everyone's going to like me. And I'm not going to yeah. like everyone. And there's the thing
2: and I don't care if they right. don't like me.
0: I, I try to do my best with the people that are are, are that are important that I interact with. Like I can't fate, force you to like me and I can't force me to yeah. like you like at the end of the day, it's a business. And I think that's where too. like, we get into this like line of demarcation with sports where it's like, maybe Kobe King didn't understand that. Maybe we as fans, like it is a business. Don't kid yourself. Like, yes, he says I was a servant to only winning.
2: You're that's right. To that's win. what
0: you're there for to win. You're not in the, you know, if you're in the, you're, you're, you're not joining a fraternity or you're not living in a frat or you're not living in a dorm room making buddies you know you're there to win i, I you know i i don't, and I'm, there's nothing wrong with that and if you don't want, if
2: if you don't want to win with wisconsin then honestly wh- wh- why are you here
0: there's nothing but yeah exactly there's nothing wrong with that saying your job is to win should can you have a can you have a relationship with the coach your teammates yes like i said i shared the story when i was there i coaches teammates oof it was rough man i mean it was it, it was brutal but at the end of the day it was winning and then a byproduct of that was I have lifelong friends that because we went through it together, we sacrificed, we put in that time. We got up at 5 30 in the morning to lift weights. We lived on campus on Christmas living you know having Christmas dinner in a freaking dorm room on a TV dinner tray. and then you you, you put that work in and then you have that connection. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if it was if I wasn't winning, if I wasn't contributing to my part of the team, you're out of there. Yep. And I, sh- I wouldn't cry about it. I'd be like, I couldn't cut it.
2: Hey, and you know, it's, mental health is a huge thing now. So maybe, you know, th- he talked about it in his Instagram post. this passion was starting to wane. Maybe you got to go just focus on yourself outside of basketball for a while. <laughs> Best thing for it, separate yourself. <laughs>
0: We say good morning to our guy. You hear him on the Wisconsin Basketball Roundtable every Friday. Whoa. Also a co-host of BJ and the Bear on the score in Appleton. Former Badger badass. Still probably a badass, right, Brian Butch? Total badass.
9: Well, I don't know if I was ever a badass,
0: but I, I tried. We'll I, I go
11: that far with it. <laughs> Butch, I saw you at the Easter
2: Seals uh, charity game. You were definitely a badass, man. Come on.
11: Yeah, well, that was actually about another forty pounds heavier and moving a lot slower. If that was even possible for my playing days.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, lo- lo- well, Brian, obviously uh, a lot to talk about with this news. Uh, I follow you on Twitter. You've been very uh, passionate about your your tweets about Coach Guard. Obviously, a very storied career here. I'm sure Greg Guard at the center of your recruiting and your, your 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 development here, along with Bull Ryan. You know what? What do you want to say to, to Badger fans about your relationship with Greg Guard?
11: Well, it's the same thing I said in the tweet. When I was in school and I found out my mom had cancer, you know, Coach Guard was there for me. When I, my uncle died unexpectedly, Coach Guard was there for me. When I needed to be coached, Coach Guard was there for me. I played professionally for 10 years all over the world, a little bit, small time in the NBA, small time in the G League, and, and overseas a couple of years. And it was because I was coached by Coach Guard. He didn't always say, hey, Brian, everything you're doing great, you're fantastic. No, he coached me. Um, you know, when I started this second career, life after basketball, uh, and I had an audition with the Big Ten Network, it was Coach Guard that you know gave me the scouting reports from all the teams and really you know gave me all the information that I needed to be prepared for that. And then I go to the audition and I you know have success with it because of Coach Guard and you know him filling me in on some different things and and all that. So uh, the thing that irritated me with Kobe's comments and listen, I, I realize he's an 18 to 22 year old kid. I understand that. I'm not not gonna you know come at Kobe at all. I, I wish him nothing but the best. I think his decision is probably the best for him and what he feels. So I completely get that. I wish him best of luck to that. But the last comment saying that you know he was just there to win basketball games and Coach Guard and the coaches staff didn't care about him uh, more or less. I I, I just can't get on board with that. Um, I understand as a, <laughs> excuse me as an 18 to 22 year old kid you might feel that, but you got to understand that. You know, it's their job to try to get everything out of you. And that means that you're going to be coached. You're going to be yelled at at times. I mean, I guess, I mean, growing up as kids, we all were yelled at by our parents. It's because they're trying to teach us what is right and to do things the right way. And that 18 to 22-year-old age gap, uh, I thought I knew more than Bo Ryan. Now, Bo Ryan's a Hall of Fame coach last time I checked, but I knew more than Bo when I was that age. And as soon as I realized that I didn't, I became a lot better basketball player. I stopped listening to the tone. We know how, coach, how tough Coach Ryan was. And I took the tone out of it, and I took the message. And because I took the message, I not only became a better basketball player, but I became a better person. I mean, we play a game. We're talking about a game. But there's a lot of life lessons that can be taught through that game if you're willing to listen and absorb it all.
2: Brian, let me ask you, man. So, you know, we're obviously not there in practice, and you were there in practice. You know, you were a Badger basketball player. So, in practice, was guard a fiery individual? I know, well, Ryan was there, but was guard ever a fiery individual that would rub people the wrong way? Like, because I see on the sidelines of a basketball game when I'm watching, you know, a Big Ten player or whatever, I see guard, you know, being calm, cool, collected. What's it like in practice?
11: Yeah, when I was there playing, obviously, Coach Guard was a competitor right we're all competitors we're all there's fieryness in us but it by no means uh if i had to rate on a level of of coach ryan (laughs) uh, where we're at that's on the way opposite spectrum of that um i mean he was firing he got after guys at times but not not at all the way coach ryan did um and i love coach ryan right it made me a better person to be coached by coach ryan let let me clarify that like it was great i loved it i love but i embraced it guys I embraced being yelled at. I embraced being coached because I knew they cared about me. If they would have ever stopped coaching me, I knew my time would have been done. But I wanted them to continue to push me to be my absolute best, and that's what they did. You know I've had a chance to sit in a couple of shoot arounds with the Big Ten Network as I covered a couple of the Wisconsin games, had a chance to watch practice. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, mean, I just I, from from what I, my playing days were with Bo. To, to what happened at those times with Coach Guard now, uh, it's, it's, it, yeah, I, not comparable. Um, so, I mean, those are my experiences. Like I said, I understand uh, sometimes. Hey Brian, Brian, on a, on
2: a scale from zero to Bo Ryan, Bo Ryan being a 10, <laughs> where does Guard fall?
11: But give him a three, man. <laughs> I mean, um, so, and, and uh, you yeah, know, listen, and the university Coach Ryan players, they came out, they said all the things that they're going to say. Um, Again, I think Kobe's statements that he's come out and said, uh, I, I just wish Kobe just would have probably left it be. Right? I think that yeah, probably yeah. would have been a better look for him. Hey, I love what the University of Wisconsin does. I'm looking for a new opportunity. They've been great to me. It just didn't work out. But best of luck to everybody. A statement like that, and we wouldn't be talking about it now.
0: Visiting with former Badger basketball great Brian Butch. Uh, you know, the other uh, fallout for this Brian was, you know, when, when other people on the national side picked it up, and the biggest name was obviously Tyler Hero, and he kind of got into it with another former Badger, yeah. Zach Showalter, and saying, "See, this is why Wisconsin can't get the big players. I would love to have gone to Wisconsin." It's just not the right system. Well, Kobe Kim kind of blew that up, right? He comes out yesterday in this article and says, you know, it's not about the style of play. It's not about the system. It's more about my relationship with Greg Gard and how I felt like more than a number than a player. Uh, what's your takeaway on the initial reaction? Because, was, like, man, you know, you're on Twitter. Uh, You saw everybody just blowing up, you know, on Tuesday and Wednesday saying, see, told you, it's guard system, it's a swing offense, you'll never get elite talent. I mean, look, last I checked, you were one of the best recruits in the country, and you came out. We keep getting big names. Do you think that this kind of at least maybe validates or puts that part of the equation down a little bit, that it's not about the system?
11: I think you'll always have people that say it's the system. last time I checked, Virginia's the national champion. I think that system works just fine. Um, and if it was the system, all the in-state... Tyler Hero would have gone to Marquette. Why didn't he go to Marquette right. if it was the system? Like, answer that question, Tyler. You know, if, if I ever get a chance to ask him and talk to him, I'll be in. Yeah, why didn't you go to Marquette then? I think that's a great Did point. It's, it's, like, it's like
2: all the people that lose... You're losing in-state recruits. Like, they want to give the knock on Wisconsin basketball and Gregar for losing in-state recruits. If that's the case, then Marquette would be loaded.
11: Mark, yeah, Marquette would be loaded. They would be absolutely loaded. With, and That's not the case. So, for me... I understand that. I don't think – I think Tyler Hero, again, is in that range of 18 to 22. That was an 18 to 22-year-old tweet versus actually sitting down and thinking, hey, you know what, it didn't work for me to go to Wisconsin. It worked out well. But the reason Tyler's in the situation he's in, guys, I had a chance to coach with the Wisconsin Herd the last couple of years. I actually talked to a lot of Bucks front office, as I call the Wisconsin Herd G League team game um, – on on the uh, on the analyst for those guys as well so i had a chance to talk with a lot of their front offices they were there watching dj wilson play last night and they agreed with me i said it didn't matter where tyler hero was going to go what's the one thing an nba team values the most right now it's shooting what's the one thing that tyler hero can do really really well shoot the basketball he could have played anywhere he could have played at uw oshkosh uw platteville it wouldn't have mattered if you shoot the (laughs) ball that well the nba team's going to find you so it wasn't a matter of what system Tyler Hero went in. It's that he's a really, really good shooter, and the NBA values that so high. That's why he got drafted.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Final thought, Brian Butch. Um, you know, the, the you said it, and I, I'm with you, man. I, I my dad was a high school wrestling coach, and I couldn't even talk about the stuff that happened in those practices. You're like me. We're old school guys, right? I don't, when I see the quotes from Kobe King, it doesn't resonate with me, but I'm also, you know, as a dad now of kids who play sports and a youth coach, I'm like, I'm willing to entertain it being different than when I was brought up. You're kind of in that middle gap where you played close enough to maybe talk about it, but now old enough to comment it on. You know, like, what's your takeaway on the, the days of yelling and screaming and coaching to be a motivator versus... You know a lot of these, and you sure you know. I'm sure you saw when you play. Where now it's not the no longer yelling, kicking in the ass. It's you know, put your arm around a player when he makes a mistake and, and telling him it's okay.
11: I think there's got to be balance. I do. Uh, you've got to be able to get your message across. And I think as a society, I, I get that. But what are we doing to our youth? Are we letting them get away where we should be holding them more accountable? And that was that. That's my big thing. I think you know at what point we want to blame system we want to blame this we want to do all these things but at what point as an individual do we hold ourselves accountable because i think we all know that if once you hold yourself accountable and responsible that's when you're going to become the best you possible if there's an excuse if you want an excuse there's one out there there's no question about it we all have an excuse that we could use every day. But the ones that have become great, and it's crazy to see this, but with Kobe Bryant passing, you hear it, all those stories about him just every day continuing to, to be the same, the routine. Had a chance to talk with um, their strength coach, who's a good friend of mine. And he's like, you know, it wasn't about all the stuff that he did, but he got every single day, it was the small stuff. That got Kobe Bryant great, and he held himself responsible, you know, uh, accountable to the, every day he was going to be in that moment of whatever exercise it was. It was the most important exercise he was doing, and I think that's what we're losing at times. Everybody's a winner. everybody gets a trophy. That's not real world. That's not life because if that's the case, everyone would be a CEO. Everyone would be the top <laughs> owner, right? Like, yep. That's not how this world works, and we're in, the, we're in the industry right now of youth sports where everybody wants to be that but that's not
4: the reality
11: of what we live in in the real world. So that's where I'm torn with it. I know I'll teach. Uh, we, i got a 13-month and another one on the way. Congrats. I'm going to teach my little girl. Thank you. I'm going to teach my little girl, and I'm going to be tough on her, but it's because I love her, and I want her to become the best possible human being and impact the society she lives in.
2: Yeah, I love it, man. Hey. You couldn't, couldn't, couldn't say, better, say any man. better.
0: Awesome stuff. Brian Butch, we appreciate you, brother. Look forward to hearing more with you and uh, and the rest of the Badger Braves tonight on The Roundtable Show, brother.
11: All right, sounds good, guys. Hey, and
0: Brian, I'll leave you with this. Ebo and I are the team captains for the Easter Seals. That means we draft the team. I want so you. I can be bribed with a number one overall draft pick come April.
11: Trust me, you don't want me to bribe you. I haven't shot a basketball in about three
0: years. Hey, so. we're, we're going to get you back out. We're going to do the Coach Normandale. You're going to be co- you know, covering folding chairs on defense, three passes before you shoot. I got you, baby. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Butch. Thanks, Brian. Right,
0: thanks. See you, there he is, Brian Butch. Uh, you catch him on the Wisconsin Basketball Roundtable show. I mean, look, that guy was, he was one of the top five recruits in the country when he was coming out. That that guy was like, you know, a, a phenom. Oh, he's a beast, man. Yeah, it worked out pretty well for him here. So well, Robbie, you know,
5: you know who he was a McDonald's All American with. Do tell. LeBron James.
0: LeBron, LeBron James. James! Yeah, they played in the same game together, that's right. I'll well, take
2: they... Brian Butch over LeBron James, <laughs> <laughs> baby, same. come on.